God spoke and the universe came into being. Then he spoke again. Welcome to Right Start with Jim Custer, teaching pastor of Grace Polaris Church in Columbus, Ohio. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. In fact, one of Jesus' names is the Word of God. Well, that expression is alive and it's full of divine purpose and power. That voice echoes through the human timeline, past, present, and future, and it is creating or recreating. Here's Jim with part two of his sermon, God Has Spoken. Hebrews goes back into the Old Testament and picks up a piece here, 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 and then connects it to the mosaic of what God was saying. Now, he was speaking to the fathers. That's the Hebrew prophets. That's not talking about Aristotle. That's not talking about Socrates. That's talking about the Old Testament prophets, the men that God raised up, and women, that God raised up to be his special, anointed, directed spokespeople. How did they get the message? Sometimes through dreams. Remember Daniel's dreams? Sometimes through signs and miracles. Sometimes through a voice. Sometimes through visions. Remember Jacob's ladder? Remember that? Remember that? Sometimes through dramatic illustrations. Like, you remember when God sealed his covenant with Abraham down in the land of Canaan? He sealed it by having Abraham split animals into two halves, a half on each side. And where in that ancient culture, two people making a covenant would have walked through that, a deep sleep fell on Abraham, and Abraham watched as the lamp moved alone through the pieces. What was that all about? It meant that God was committing himself to keep the covenant regardless of Abraham's failures. That's what that meant. Sometimes epic events, like who was that guy that built that big ark? How many years did he spend building that? And what was the response of his society around him when they built that? Remember that? Sometimes it was a night alone in the lion's den. God used all kinds of ways. Sometimes he actually spoke, audibly spoke. Sometimes to the prophets, sometimes, sometimes through the prophets. Sometimes God sent special messengers. As a matter of fact, the word that we use to describe them or define them means messenger. We call them angelos. What are they? Angels. Angels are used by God to deliver messages. Two months ago, we were going through the season where we were celebrating Mary and the shepherds and the wise men and all of those ways that God communicated his mind, his message, his program, his plan, his purpose to humans, limited humans, by using extraterrestrial 
means, messengers. And by the way, that became a huge problem because you see, that authenticated the message and those who received this epistle were guilty of putting a great deal of emphasis upon the angels, the angels. Just like our culture places a great deal of emphasis upon angels, demons, spirits. And that became a stumbling block for them, as we'll see next week. But the point is, in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, as the writer says, long ago to the fathers, by the prophets, at different times, that means bit by bit by bit by bit, piece by piece, and in different ways. We've talked just a bit about all of those. But this book is going to open up specific illustrations of those things. And this book, the book of Hebrews, is going to give us specific instruction what God meant when he did that, when he said that. What did he really mean? But you notice that was then. Now here's a shocker for you. In these last days, you might want to circle that. You might want to mark that. You're living in the last days. How long have the last days been in effect? Biblically, the last days began at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you look carefully at Acts chapter 2 at the experience of Pentecost, there, Peter specifically says, it's specifically written, that the last days began with the advent or with the coming of the Holy Spirit, and we've been living for two, almost 2,000 years in the last days. And sometimes when people ask, uh, what, are the, what are the prophetic signs for the last days? And I, I want to say, for 2,000 years we've been living in the last days. See, the last days in Scripture means that everything God needed to do to accomplish His program has been finished. Everything. Everything God needed to do to accomplish His ultimate claims, His ultimate purposes, has been finished. Can I illustrate that for you? When Jesus was hanging on the cross, the Gospel writer clearly tells us that after six hours of physical agony, he shouted, it is, say it, it's finished. What was finished? What was finished? Everything necessary to guarantee God's ultimate total victory in all that he planned to do in redeeming his creation, the universe, back to itself. Now, did you know that that same phrase is used twice in the book of Revelation? It is. Look with me. 
Look with me. Look over, see if I can find it. Hmm. Look over in chapter all 16. Chapter 16. Now we've come through the seven seals. We've come through the seven trumpets. The seven thunders have spoken and their message is muted. And the last of the seven bowls has been dumped on the earth. That's where we are in the chronology of the book. Revelation 16 and verse 17. When the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, a loud voice came out of the sanctuary from the throne saying, read it. It is done. It is done. Same word. Exact same word. It is finished. It is finished. What's that mean? That means that God's program had moved forward to that stage of its fulfillment. God's full wrath upon the world and those who deceived and those who were deceived and those who destroyed the world, God's full wrath had been poured out, finished, all done. His wrath was done. His judgment had been accomplished. Now, one more time. Look back in chapter 21. In chapter 21 of Revelation, verse 5. Now, we just read... If we look at verse 3 to get a run on it. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will no longer exist. Grief, crying, pain will exist no longer because the previous things have passed away. The previous things have passed away. Now God is with his people. His people are with them. That's been the ultimate goal since before creation. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. He also said, Right, because these words are faithful and true. And he said to me, It is finished. It's done. It's done. It's finished. God has planned. And that plan right now is in the last days stage. God could have wrapped it all up 100 A.D., why didn't he? Because of you. Because of me. Because God is not willing that any should perish, but all should have opportunity to repentance. Don't think God is sluggish or unfaithful. He is patient, meek, merciful, not willing that any should perish. Perish what? Perish in the judgment of God for those who reject his offer of salvation.
And God has been patiently waiting until tonight. Would he wait till tomorrow? He could. But the point is, he doesn't have to. Everything God needed to do to accomplish everything God planned to do from before the foundation of the world was finished in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And since the resurrection was something to depend upon God, not upon Jesus, you can back it up another three days and say that everything that God needed to do to provide all that he intended to do for you and for and to his creation was accomplished on the cross. Incredible. That gripped me so deeply I couldn't sleep one night. We've been, we've been in the last days. We've been all borrowed time, folks, for almost 2,000 years. How patient is our God? God not only communicates, God truly loves. God truly is concerned. God really, honestly, desires that every man come to repent, trust. And he's provided everything, picked up the tab, all we have to do is appropriate. Some dear friend for years has purchased a certain kind of vitamins for me, multiple vitamins. And it's about a, it's over $70 a month investment. And this dear friend's been doing this, I mean, for years, that's why I'm so healthy. <laughs> the package came while we were gone, and normally when, when I open the package, I just, you know, open it, take out the vitamins, thank the Lord for the kind gentleman who provides it. This time I decided to look through the papers and I saw how much was being invested. I saw what I had to do if I needed to return. And then I found an interesting, an interesting third page. On that third page was printed out everything, my address, everything was printed out. All I had to do was clip off that, put it on the package on the box that I had, put my rejected merchandise in, take it to the post office, free and postage paid. That's what God did at Calvary. God printed out a free and postage paid salvation for you, for every man woman, child, God at Calvary dipped his pen into the blood of his son and wrote out a free and postage paid, one trip to heaven plus full family inheritance as my child. We live in the last days, and that's what that means. Oh, but there's two more things in here. You got time? Yeah. Uh, you paid a price to be here tonight. <laughs> I hope you take a full bucket. I, 
I tell you, I, I got to tell you, I've been busting at the seams to... In these last days, notice, in contrast to long ago, God has spoken to us by his Son. His Son is the message. That's why he's called the Word of God. He is the articulation. He is not a representative. He is the authentic thing. And the writer's going to give us some of his qualifications that should build within us huge confidence that what God says through his Son is for real. There's no middleman now. This is God, the Father, dealing in and through and with God, the Son, who is equally God, no less than God, the Father. This is, this is God speaking out for himself, and he is speaking by living. His message is what he does. His speeches are to interpret what he meant, how it works, why it works. Now, sometimes those of us who are more literary, we get really, really jacked up about the literary, that this is what he said, this is what he said, this is what he said. Everything he said was intended to articulate, to draw out, to amplify, to give understanding and clarity to what he was, who he was, what he was about, and why that was necessary. The Son is the message. Now watch. God has spoken to us. By the way, that has spoken is an interesting tense in the Greek language. It means the subject is closed. It means it's a complete, articulated message. Bill, I don't know what that would be. Chuck, I don't know what that would be for you lawyers, but it means that there is nothing can be added to it. Nothing. It's a finished document. It stands affirmed. It's in the perfect tense. Not just the past. Doesn't mean that God spoke during those years when Jesus Christ was here on earth. It means that what God said in through the Son is a self-authenticating record. A document that is closed. Nothing to be added to it. But as what he said is worked out in history, both personal and national and creationship universal, the dynamic of what he said, the dynamic of what he provided is going to be actually articulated or accomplished. And we've already seen in scripture, it is finished, it is finished, it is finished, marking the stages where that which has been settled and finished is applied to 
implemented and accomplished in the realm of its importance. And when it's all done, when it's all done, there will be a new heavens, a new earth, a new universe, a new Jerusalem. And all the former things that are common to us today will be gone, passed away, gone. That's where we're headed. Okay. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, watch, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he made the universe. That's a reference to his son in relationship to creation. Look at it, past and present. First, the future. The son has been appointed heir of all things. All things belong to him. Every created thing belongs to Jesus. Every created thing belongs to him. And he will come into that inheritance. He will actually possess, own, rule, direct, dominate all creation. Notice, it's the same creation through whom the universe was made. Now that, that word universe means ages through which the ages were framed. The ages. You see, there it's not just talking about the stuff, the stars, the asteroids, the cosmos, but it's talking about how that whole mechanism would function, what goals it would accomplish, what purposes it would serve, what stages it would move through. He made the ages. He didn't just create a machine. He created how that machine would function. God said through Isaiah, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The word that he sent to Bethlehem is still accomplishing his will and prospering in his purpose, although the nightly news might make us question that sometimes. Just now we heard the middle part of Jim's sermon, God Has Spoken. The entire talk is available on CD for your gift of $7 or more. It opens up a series in the book of Hebrews called God's Ultimatum, Volume 1. That will make an album of 19 CDs, yours for an offering of $66 or more. Once again, I get to say thanks to the good people helping us by giving to the ministry and praying. They're building the kingdom of God, putting a little something aside into their retirement program, if you get my meaning. We pray that God blesses them and you. If you'd like to join the team making this happen, mail us at Right Start, P.O. Box 437, Worthington, Ohio, 43085, USA or call 1-800-984-2313. That's 800-984-2313. 
On the internet, visit rightstartradio.org. You can listen to Pastor Jim's sermons or the radio shows there. You can download the sermons, no charge for any of this, by the way. You can link to Apple Podcasts to follow the Right Start podcast so you'll never miss a show. And at our site, you can donate securely to the ministry. It's rightstartradio.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Dan Pope. We say that Jesus is God's final word, but how final is final? Please join us on Friday as we end the week with a right start. Thank you.